It is, of course, the best time of year in Wellington at the moment due to our super awesome International Film Festival. And one of my picks is the New Zealand documentary Hot Air, which will have its world premiere in Wellington this Thursday. And we are lucky enough to have with us today directors of the film, Abby King-Jones and Alistair Barry. Welcome to B-Side Stories on Access Radio. Thank you. Thanks very much. Great. We just had that lovely story on Aro Valley. Alistair, you've got a funny story about Aro Valley you just told me. You, you can add to that, you said. <laughs> well, of course, Aro, the Aro Valley is uh, the home to many famous people. Yes. <laughs> <coughs> uh, including Taika Waititi, yeah. who uh, grew up and went to school with some of my sons. Wow. And um, he told me the last time I saw him that he'd <laughs> had his la- his first kiss in our <laughs> kitchen. I didn't observe it myself, but I'm Certainly sure it was not passionate. The last. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly, exactly. And so obviously we're not going to go into who that was on air, but that is a pretty good claim to One fame, Alistair. <laughs> Yeah. Well done. Well, let's just have, well, let's talk about your film because the more I read about it, of course, the more my my jaw was dropping. But what what is it that you are wanting to tell with the documentary Hot Air? Uh, well, the <coughs> to tell the story of the politics of climate change in New Zealand. I guess when I decided that I wanted to investigate that story. I thought that there'd probably be a book or right. a very long research paper or some sort of thesis that would have been written about that by some politics student around New Zealand. Yeah. But it turned out that that, that wasn't the case, so I had to put in quite a, a long time doing uh, what what you might call historical research, reading all the newspapers and magazines and so forth and, and getting the story down in a straight line on paper. Wow. But, you know, we got there, and, and so, then we got into more of the filmmaking process. Right, so you had to actually lay down all the research for the film yourself as well as make the film. Oh, there were <laughs> there were some... Uh, there had been some work done, and there were um, outlines and chronologies right. and things. I wasn't uh, <clears throat> didn't entirely have to start no. from scratch for all aspects of the subject. But, but still, it's it's a lot of groundwork. So there were a lot of challenges to get the footage and information for the film. So, um, sorry, I'm just going to go back. How long ago did you start making the film? Um, so our, was it 2009, just after we'd finished uh, with The Hollow Men, uh, which was 2008 that was released, right. um, our began... Uh, his research into this new topic mm-hmm. um, and it wasn't until beginning of last year 2013 that uh, I came on board and we started um, you know daily putting the edit together and just finished that three weeks ago. Congratulations. Yeah it's hot off the press. Yeah so then Alistair just into that time that you've spent can you quantify the hours or do you want to just not think about it but that you've put into getting all this footage together? I enjoy all aspects of filmmaking. I'm even coming to enjoy (laughs) being interviewed in the media. Which, up to, no. you know, which originally was the, the most dreaded part of the process. I think I'd rather be holed up in a library 
reading a book or, or, right. or um, scratching my head with a pencil in my hand. But, um, yeah, that was... Uh, so it hasn't been that much of a, a task for me, right. an arduous okay. task. I've enjoyed... I, mean, I enjoy the research, I enjoy the, um, the editing, I enjoy the shooting, I enjoy talking to the subjects that we interview and so on. That's great. And so talking about people that you did interview, like you've got some pretty key politicians there. How, how were you able to get interviews with them when the topic may have been controversial for them? Uh, just basically writing them a letter. Yeah. Uh, when I was a lot younger, I felt that I was unlikely to get access. In retrospect, perhaps, uh, if I had asked for interviews with some of the main players in some of the political stories that I've made documentaries about in the past, I might have been surprised but I didn't find uh, it that hard this time. Most people said yes. That's great. Yeah, I guess people, it's a, mm. as it's a sort of an historical right. uh, story that um, maybe people are, feel a bit more comfortable to sort of talking about know, it, re- no. recounting their part in that history. And um, I guess you know people have gone on to different things, and because the film spans a, a twenty-year period, mm. so. Um, we cover a bit of ground there. Yeah, I was quite astounded to realise that that's how long this has been on the table for mm. us and that the action we've had is, is is clearly not enough. So in the in the film, I wish I'd have seen it before talking to you, but are you suggesting that there has been almost like an organised tactics and strategy strategies to stop carbon tax or groups whose mission it has been to reduce climate change emissions? Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. Do you think that? Do you think that later on in life, that you know, they will be possibly held to account for you know for for for, the, for their actions, or you know, how serious do you think that is? That's an interesting question. Sort of the criminal liability. Yes. <laughs> well. Uh, 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 how will future generations yeah, judge view us? It. Judge yeah. them. Yeah. Mm. And particularly. The mercenaries of the whole game, the public relations people, the hired guns. Right. I was looking at the background to one of the uh, women involved in this, and um, and she is now working for Shell, or she did when I was when I looked her up um, to find a bit of, out, a bit more out, out about her. And uh, in previous jobs, she's she's worked for conservation groups. So they sort of uh, see no problem with switching from you know, something like mm. uh, w- working for forest and bird for argument's sake or some conservation campaign and then going and applying the same tactics and strategies of public relations and spin doctoring to for the Shell Oil Company or, or mm. my, you know, yeah. ExxonMobil or whatever it mm. happens to be. Uh, so... That raises the interesting question of the individual's responsibility and ethical responsibility for what they actually do Mm. with their time and their life. And, um, of course, this was a big issue back at the end of the Second World War when they put all those people on trial. But um, maybe it's time to bring back some of that accountability and start to 
say it's not just the enough to say, well, it's I work for job. the company and it's just a job. I'm paid and to I, do that. I'm paid to, paid to do it and, mm. you know, uh, we're here to deliver uh, profit for the shareholders um, and privately, yes, I'm very concerned, but but I have to put that to, side, uh, to one side when I'm trying to, you know, increase the profits for the corporation. That's right. Well, that's a very interesting concept and a big one, isn't it? And um, yes, and interestingly, interviewing a lot of young people at the moment, they seem to live by their their, their scruples and what they believe in. So it's quite a different, I mean, it'd be interesting to see if, see if they can hold on to that as they progress in their careers. But it's a good question. Mm. Um, with f- funding, like you had, well, you've had a few challenges to make the film, and you know, but also around trying to get funding for this. Can you share a bit about the journey, that journey with us? <laughs> yeah, um, it, it's it's always difficult to get funding uh, in New Zealand for mm. documentaries, and right. it's political. Uh, it's, it's particularly difficult to get funding for political documentaries. Um, it's something that we've struggled with. Oh, you know, it sort of defines what you do. Yes. Um, uh, and, yeah, especially Alistair, it's been, this one's been a bit of a tough one. And um, Al's had to sort of go out there and find funds and people to help out and donate, um, which hasn't been something that we've done before. Right. Um, we were able to get a bit of funding from the Film Commission just to finish the film. Get it mixed and, um, you know, to get it into the cinemas. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's it's been a bit of a slog. Yeah. <laughs> add something to that, Al? Yes, it's always been a bit of a slog. I suppose when I was younger I used to take offence at the fact that... Uh, large projects which to my way of thinking, substantially lightweight, got masses of money and funding and so forth from <laughs> outfits like uh, New Zealand On Air right. or the Film Commission um, and subjects like this, which I, and I would think a lot of other fellow citizens would think were as important, um, scratch yes, around and struggle. Im- it but is important, Alistair. <laughs> my wife still gets upset about it, but um, I think I've just calm down and I just, you know, roll with the punches now. Right. But it isn't easy, no. No, no. And so interesting that. So you've got you've had, you've had a choice in your life and and to be honest I haven't seen of any of your other films, but now I'm very interested in that. Why do you keep why do you choose films that don't come with the the glamour status or the commercial aspect that so many other films do? Is there is there something in you that drives that decision? Um yeah, it just it feels good to do something that you think is going to make a difference, yep. and that's important. And um, so when you know when it's difficult because you don't have enough cash in your back pocket, or <laughs> yes. um, you know, it, it takes a long time, and there are you know you can get depressed, you can sort of get stressed out. But mm. um, I guess at the end of the day, you just um, you're you know, there's something else driving you, and you know that um, the outcome that when you you know when you bring it out into the public and and um, that it's going to be um, received and people will be moved by it hopefully, and um, that's what makes the difference for me. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Good on you. It's a very brave position to take. 
Good. I'll tell a little story. Go on, Alistair. <coughs> <laughs> um, I live out in the Kapiti Coast now rather than Ar- Arrow in Valley. Arrow Valley. <laughs> and I was commute into town on the train. And one morning I was coming in on a train that was, I don't know, probably somewhere between 9 and 10 o'clock, and there was this young Māori man got on at Potirua Station, and he kept on looking at me a bit across the station, across the carriage, and I thought, oh, does he know me or something? Anyway, when we got off the um, train at Wellington, he uh, came up to me and he said, uh, Alistair Barry, I th- uh, is, uh, your name's Alistair Barry, isn't it? Yes. Uh, oh, thank you, really. I think your film, which I think he was, well, he was referring to someone else's country, I thought your film was really great. Me and my mates got it out of the Porirua Library and looked at it, and it was really great. Thanks very much. And um, carried on his way. Wow. So, you know, buzzers like that keep you going a bit, eh? Mm. Well, I'm quite, I haven't seen the film, but I'm quite certain you're going to get more of that in the street after this one. Uh, just, just going into the film, once again, without seeing it, it's hard to know, but can you see through all your research that there was a particular time or, or maybe was there a fatal moment for New Zealand's history on trying to reduce our emissions or has it been lots of little things over, over time? The, the ball's got rolling, uh, sort of where we begin the film is um, it's sort of around 88, isn't it, where um, climate change is put on the political, um, it becomes a political issue globally, really, because there, right. are, there are these um, uh, extreme weather events, drought in the United States, yeah. in New Zealand we had Cyclone Bola, so, um, and there was a hearing um, in the United States where scientists came along and said, look, this is an issue, we, something needs to be done, so it became a political issue. Mm. Um, and ever since then, um, you know, you've had successive governments or ministers within those governments that have taken that challenge on yeah. and have tried to institute, you know, meaningful, um, effective policies to address the crisis. Um, and uh, pretty much every step along the way, they've had, they've encountered opposition, and so it's it's interesting to see them developing tactics to get around that those obstacles, right? Um, and and progressing through the film, you know, certain things repeat, and um, yeah, so so it's it's that classic, um, uh, it's the classic, it's the conflict, um, and that's sort right. of where the drama is. But um, in the film, that sort of what drives the story, I guess. Right, that you see keep coming. Do you see any solutions going forward now that you've got all this past information? Please say yes. I've <laughs> <laughs> this is, of course, a big question that yes. gets discussed in, in mm. the blogs where people like who are interested in the subject um, discuss it and write articles online and so forth. Uh, and some people in those discussions say there will be a tipping point. There will be a political tipping point right, where, yeah. where okay, we haven't made very much headway up to now, but there will be a moment when, you know, the the, the scales will fall from everyone's eyes and, and, and the politicians, the industrialists and everyone will join together to deal to the problem. Right. Um, do I think that's going to... Then, of course, there are other people who say, well, um, actually, no, uh, 
uh, 80% of the population is going to die off within a couple of hundred years. Um, and uh, we'll see what happens after that. Right, well. But so what do I think? <laughs> I'm, I'm always hopeful. Good, good on you, Alistair. Well, so am I, and it's great to have you in here, but I think that story is really important, so thanks for telling it. So, ladies and gentlemen, Hot Air is on at the Paramount for its world premiere this Thursday at 6, uh, that's 6 o'clock, 6.15, 6 yep. and then Wednesday the 6th of August at 11am at the Paramount.